<laughs> What's happening, weirdos? This is the return of Rhett McLaughlin. Rhett McLaughlin from Rhett and Link. Rhett and Link were on, I guess it was a couple years ago. They are incredible YouTube sensations, comedy sensations, and just wonderful people. But last time Rhett was on, he was sort of not yet ready to discuss his faith and uh, sort of some adapt adaptions. That's not a word. Evolutions. Uh, some changes. Let's go with changes. Uh, he wasn't yet ready to talk about that, so he sort of got this like weird, stilted feeling last time he was on. He's since put out an incredible record that I enjoy a lot, a lot, a lot. It's called Human Overboard, uh, which you can check out now, obviously, wherever you stream your music. Rhett McLaughlin, Human Overboard. So he's come out quite a bit about his faith and in a beautiful, in, in beautiful music form. So we were able to have a more interesting and open conversation this time around. And we also just were silly beans. He's a very, very fun guy, very, very interesting guy, and we were silly billies, and I'm really glad you guys are here to check it out. I hope you enjoy. If you want to see me be a silly billy live, go to PeteHolmes.com. Got some tour dates coming up. Thank you to everybody that came to Chicago, Boston, Atlantic City, and Toronto. Those shows were great. Next up is San Francisco, Portland, Seattle, Atlanta, Charlotte, and Washington, D.C. Tickets for all of those can be found at PeteHolmes.com. And if you like this podcast, why not get nasty with it? What does that mean? It means try a Pete's pick. This isn't, I didn't even get this. I'm holding up for people watching it on video. I'm not even, I didn't fetch this for the ad. This is just constantly on my desk. What is it? It's a empty bottle of magic mind. Here it is. Matcha boosts your energy. Adaptogens helps you relax. Nootropics or nootropics. I've heard it pronounced both ways. Nootropics keep you focused and honey because it makes you happy. Uh, that's basically what it is. It's a productivity drink. It's not an energy drink. Maybe you've heard me offer it to the guests on the show. The reason is, sponsorship aside, I found these guys uh, through my friend James Bashara, and it's absolutely changed my life. And then I reached out. I was like, let's get a promo code for the weirdos. But it is absolutely a true Pete's pick in the sense that I use it. I use it every single day. Val uses it every single day. And there's nothing I found that is not only a great caffeine substitute, but also just a good caffeine co-pilot. Meaning if you take it in the morning with your coffee, the adaptogens round out the edges that are sometimes kind of staticky and stressful of too much caffeine. So it smooths out the experience, but also gives you those nootropics. I'm going to say nootropics this time that help you think lion's mane, natural things that help your noodle, uh, focus, dial in. Don't expect wired, expect dialed in. It's got 12 functional ingredients, including matcha, which I already, uh, you know, which I already said. <laughs> Sorry, I couldn't find the word said. Uh, it's created to be taken daily for a sharper mind, steady energy, immune support, and less stress. You get 30% more done on average. That's five to seven hours of 30% more productivity after drinking. When I'm on the road, one of the things I love about it, as opposed to something like coffee, which is way too much caffeine for me, taking this and knowing that it'll be clean out of me in about five hours, able to sleep, it doesn't give you those jitters, it doesn't keep you awake, but helps your mind dial into that perfect productivity, creativity, and honestly, like a really mood-elevated zone. Magic Mind is the daily morning drink for creators, entrepreneurs, comedians, I'm going to add comedians, and freelancers. Athletes have Gatorade, now creators have Creatorade. Like I said, it's not wired, 
It's dialed in. I've turned so many of my writer friends onto it, my creator friends, my comedian friends. It is absolutely 100% no shit, a secret weapon in my arsenal. I travel with it. I have it in my car. I have it in my carry-on. I absolutely love it. So try it 15 to 30 minutes before you need something done. You need to get into that flow state. You will fall in love, I promise. Helps fight off procrastination, brain fog, fatigue, and even some ADD symptoms getting you into that flow state. And we have a special offer for weirdos from our friends at Magic Mind. All you have to do is go to magicmind.co slash weird and use my discount code at checkout weird to get a limited 20% off your first order. That's www.magicmind.co slash weird and use promo code weird for 20% off. And, you know, get your caffeine game dialed in. I really think this is the stuff of the future, meaning we're going to look back on these times like Mad Men and be like, how are we only drinking coffee? Either drink this instead or drink this with your coffee. There will be no turning back. I promise. It's an absolute, absolute game changer. All right. That's it. Let's listen to Rhett McLaughlin, my dear friend. He was amazing. He was hilarious. And be sure to check out his record, Human Overboard. I really, really loved it. I think you guys will. There's a lot of heart and a lot of soul in there. We talk a lot about the record here. And be sure to go to PeteHolmes.com if you want to see me on the road. All right, everybody. Get into it. That's where it's at. Yeah, it is. (laughs) Well, it seems where you belong. You belong in like a wooded... Look at these two giants... Yeah, man. Two, two fucking giants. Two big guys on a... Is this a love seat or is it a couch? Well, to us, it's a love seat. <laughs> we to make, anyone else, We make a, a couch. couch a love seat. <laughs> Red and Pete make a couch a love oh, seat. Yeah, it like sort that. of rhymes. It's nice to see you, man. It's been a long time. Yeah, it has, I'm looking man. at your face. It was definitely pre-pandemic. Pre-pan. Yeah. And it was you and the... And the yeah, elderly. the other guy. Link, uh, we, we sometimes we the before the picture, yeah, and then you go on a quest, and then the after picture. Well, it <laughs> like, was, yeah, like a right, quest yeah. with an act. I'm not even teasing him. I'm just like <laughs> he's like a regular guy, and then you come out of the portal, and it's like, <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> what happened? To, he was harrowed. Yeah, he fought a whale. Yeah, man. And then you I come just, out like this. I just embraced it. You know? Yeah, yeah. I embraced it completely. And then if you clean up, you look like him again. Well, what <laughs> what well what happened was is now, you know, I see, I, I can look at pictures of myself before this happened, and I. You like, mean this? Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm like that guy didn't spend as much time on his hair. You, you know? spend more time now. Yeah. Well, it's well, you could because like well just just washing it. Yeah. You know, I never, Remember I never really old... spent any time thinking about that. It's like I can't go on a date with you. I have to wash my hair. Turns out that was a legit. Yeah, right. <laughs> but now my wife is like, no, 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 no. Do not change this. This you want? Yeah, this. she wants it. She wants Wait, it. Wait, what does Red want? Red wants it too. Uh, no, I, 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 I like it. Yeah, I feel like it. It feels more in line with where I'm at. Yeah, I you was know what on I mean? when I was just kind of like poking around, poking, poking around you. I found some nice fan resources, but there were all these older photos of you. Mm-hmm. And look, we're not these things, but you know, this looks more right to me than that guy. Yeah, that guy. I agree with that. Meaning, let's not let's not discredit that guy. That guy was right for then. 
Mm. This feels right for now. In the same way that I see myself. Like I see older pictures of me yep. and I'm like, I was gro- ideally you want to be growing into a truer expression of yourself. Yep, I but believe you, that. But you got that, you have a Thor thing and it works. And it's not just because it's in vogue. I think this is, this, in fact, you could time travel with ease. <laughs> you uh, would have yeah, no okay, issue I going right to in. I just got to get time. the right clothing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you tear that, tear the labels off that shirt. Well, yeah, button technology that came in like 1992. People don't know that. And G- and these aren't. What are these slacks? They're jeans. Oh, they're like very. They're a yeah. very fine jean. Yeah, they're yeah. They you know. They so could you be couldn't wear those. As a pant. So you, we drop you in a portal. We send you back to uh, ancient Greece. Take my shoes off. Take these pumas off. Those shoes would get you stoned. <laughs> I don't mean marijuana stoned. I mean they would murder you. Yeah. If is there a worse way to go than just waiting for a stone to get you just right <laughs> like the first 13 stones yeah. are just kind of like annoying like ouchies and then like you're like can we get this over yeah, with yeah i'm i'm very happy to be a modern man baga yes yeah. are you kidding me yeah stoning was their netflix <laughs> there's a stoning and yeah. by the way not even jk like there used to be all yeah. these rules for executions. My friends were my friend Oren was just telling me about this. Like there were rules the executioner had to do it in like one chop, like in beheadings, or he'd be beheaded. So they had to like practice. There was like a lot of theater to it. And and anyone who's anyone was at these fucking oh yeah town well, square I, went, I once went to the uh, medieval torture museum in Prague. Baga, and. Uh, you know, just the ways that people have one of those, like the closey coffins with the spikes. Yeah, the I Iron Maiden for that. It's uh, an Iron Maiden. There was a, the thing that I was not anticipating. I'm excited. This is an Iron Maiden. The, the <laughs> thing that I was not anticipating was the number of um, heavy metal ways bands. that they would lower people onto metal spikes for whatever you know, whatever the the crime was, depending on what orifice. Wait, lowered though, not Mortal Kombated, not like hit and dropped on spikes, but lowered slowly. They would lower you ass for, this on one of them. They ass. would lower you ass first. Kind of like a that. I don't care for that. Onto a metal spike. Also, the guy that suggested that little glimpse into what he, you know, <laughs> yeah, sort right. of about like your song. I lo- the, I listen to your album on the way down. It's fantastic. Oh, thank you. Your new album, I should say, uh, Human. Overboard. Overboard, yes. I just want—I I got nervous. I was going to get it wrong. <laughs> well, <laughs> anyway, you got it right. That you, there's that great line in the first track, I believe, which is like I think that says more about you. Yeah, which is a great, which is great. That's like good poetry, good music. But like that, the guy that's like, or we tie him up to his butt, and then they're like, goes in his butt, and it's like, Steve, everything you have is yeah, butt. It doesn't have to be the butt. Every doesn't time. have to be the butt. And then they end up using these. I mean, it's not uncommon that it, the little plaque at the end would be like, and the creator of this was so and so, and this was used to kill him at the end of his often. Life. Really? Multiple times. That's like... Because think about it. If you are going to torture and murder someone who happens to be the inventor of a torture and murdering machine, why not use the thing that they made? I mean, he's only going to have notes if you use something else. (laughs) (laughs) They're they're lowering him face first. He's like, guys, this would be a lot scarier if it was my butt first. Because I can see it coming. Right. Like, I yeah, know when it's coming. Yeah, but yeah, first, yeah. you don't know. Yeah, You're waiting right. for that little ding-a-ding-ding. It's there, and then, yeah. Yeah, and then it's over. What a fucking shitstorm of history. Yeah. Like, the Dark Ages in general, which I forget that, like, 
Jesus's times were more enlightened, and then there was a huge meaning. There was more there, technology. There was a regression, there, and there, that huge regression. I totally blank that out. That that's like a possibility. That like the fervor you'd have to get into to be like burn the books, and someone's like, no, I I have like a chronic illness, and those books like help me feel better. Like where were those people? It was just just mass hysteria. Yeah, just and, the stadium. And just they're kind of always under the surface, waiting to. That's the come feeling. out again, That's right? I mean, I, I, do you think there, 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 uh, where there's a threat of uh, Gilead, or Not, is that overblown? I, I, I think it's. I think any fear is overblown. Yeah. If it's a, if it's scary, I would say that we love it, secretly love it, mm. uh, enjoy it, want to spread it, want to share it. Any fear, not just the fear that we're gonna burn our libraries and go back. But the, the, with mm. the advent of uh, the advent, with yeah. the advent of advent calendars, it is the season. Tiny, terrible chocolates that count down to the Lord's birth are more popular. <laughs> it's like such a stupid sentence. <laughs> I just think because we have uh, the internet, as soon as it's that technology that's giving information to many people is also streaming jiggling asses. Mm. That'll placate the, uh, the, the library burning people. Meaning, if information can yes. also give you pornography and a, like a donkey mule kicking, a mule kicking a guy in the nuts, right. that keeps that other stuff, like the physics or whatever it might be that's yep. also there, is safe. What I'm saying is okay. the Dark Ages wouldn't have happened if in the back there were some beads and a huge porno section. <laughs> uh, yeah, right, because you're saying that the uh, the information was too tightly controlled, and yes. so it was easier to pull off. And now that can't really happen. Now that it's totally is agrarian, the word, but like everybody yeah. has it, and everybody loves it. Like, I can't believe my dad is texting, but he is, and he spells two T-O-O, no matter how it's used. <laughs> And like does, all dads, does he, he signed, does he, he sign his he texts? It. He signs, yeah. and he always greets me like Peter. On. Like I, yep, that you That's got still me. me. I'm still with this number. <laughs> Here's one that the, your dad signs his text. Oh yeah, my mom will reply to Facebook posts as if they're messages to her. Oh yeah. So someone will post like 13 ways to clean your fish tank. She'll be like, I don't have a fish. Why are you telling me this? Like in the comments, like. And and what the last one I saw was because someone sent me a screen grab of it. Right. Oh yeah. I'm not fucking with that's, that. That's how I get. I'm my not. Yeah. Exactly. About my parents please. on social media. Yeah. Yep. A, a gentle screen grab. <laughs> yeah. And someone goes like, "Please stop sending." Like she was like upset. I don't know why you sent this to me. Don't send things like this to me again. And I'm like, it must be so confusing. <laughs> your life must be so confusing. Oh uh, yeah, man. Have, they, have, they, have your parents been taken advantage of by a scammer yet? Because that recently happened to Did my it? mom. No. What do you call her? Lady Die? No. Mama Die. Mama Die. Mm -hmm. Mama Die. Uh, I don't like this. Mama Die fell for the Amazon phone call. Okay. Mama Die is no dummy. Of the scams, we got what? What do we got? Haitian Prince. Yeah. <laughs> Haitian it Prince might, is a might be Nigerian Prince. Pardon me? Yep. Yep. Mine was from Haiti. <laughs> <laughs> and I still haven't seen a return on that 10 grand. But he's back on the throne, and that's really what matters. <laughs> right. That's yeah, what yeah, matters. Yeah, yeah. Like, he's... I don't need the money back. Yeah, I'm just yeah. happy to yeah, know mission that, accomplished. that he's reigning once more. Yeah, right. Um, there's, the, there's that, which now we know it's hacked. But at, when it first happened, the reason people started copying that was because it works. Oh, yeah. It's a great story. I have a secret account. 
please wire me the cash and I can unlock it, it and I'll give you a million. It yeah. makes a lot, yeah, it makes a lot. <laughs> it does. Yeah. Okay. Uh, it, again, that reminded me of your album. That like the thrill of of seeing someone's eyes light up. You know mm. what I mean? I thought that was really profound and really balanced. We'll get to the record, but like you're, okay. it's it's a really balanced record. Thank you. I was I was hoping for that. It's incredibly balanced. I I was a little not worried, but I guess I I guess I will say I was worried. I was like a little worried it might be embittered or or sort of like. But you're almost making fun of yourself. Like I had these answers. Now I have these. I answers. think if it came at a different time, yes, in well, the you process, could have done it too early. It, it would have been much more bitter. Look, we were talking about scams. Let's finish the scam and yeah, then yeah, we'll yeah, get yeah. to the record. Well, we don't even have call. to get to the record. So what is, is Amazon called? An automated. Yeah, this is Amazon. And she, you know, they tell you that your your account has been compromised. They they get the information that they need, and then they take advantage of you they got through it without it wasn't catastrophic like they got a credit card uh i think they just got in the account and started using it to her amazon yeah and buy stuff and send it to them quick cue what you know what i i'm that's a this is a line of questioning that will happen when i see them next week real quick it was you (laughs) (laughs) it was very clear it just became very clear i'm gonna sneeze bless you oh yeah God, I love a sneeze. What a joy. Yeah. Explain that. Do they have that in the dark ages? They had, they had sneeze. That's yeah. how they put out candles. <laughs> they yeah. believe that if you blew out a candle, a cat died. But if right. you sneezed it out, yeah, yeah, everybody wins. Okay. Uh, but it is a little... People that hold in sneezes, I, I'll never understand those people. These are people that don't eat their children's Halloween candy. You know what I mean? They're, they're just not into right. yeah, 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 pleasures yeah. of the flesh yeah. at all. Um, you can also, I did recently learn, it is not, it is a myth that you cannot sneeze with your eyes open. That you can. You can, actually. Can I come on Mythical yes. Morning because I want to, on camera, disprove, maybe you've already done it. It's so up your alley, maybe you've already done it. I can eat well over seven saltines without a drink of water. In a minute? Know? In a minute. I wish we had them right now. I'm not even that high. Is that what it is? It's within a minute. Is that the? Is I that believe, the, uh, poor Katie Levine, you can give it a goog if that's if this is at all interesting. Well, but if you're going to come on, we have we, we have to we, we got to tackle know multiple ones. Six. Six. In sixty seconds. Six I've done in sixty seconds. I've done okay. it before. Can I'll you drink a gallon of milk? And... No, that's that's <laughs> even a baby cow can't drink a gallon of milk. <laughs> like the cow will die. Yeah, right. <laughs> like, and you'll never, you'll either never poop again, or you'll never stop pooping. Yeah. there's no in between. Did you ever witness that in middle school? A gallon? Yeah, a I, I saw Jason Batson try to do it. I know Jason. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> he did, but he did it by carton, and no one knew the math. You know, no. Oh, one, so it was a quart. No one knew how many. What Quarts. is a carton? How much milk is in a carton? I don't know, but quartz is a funny word. But you have to get carts <laughs> to get the quartz, and then you got to get quartz to get the gallons. And this is pre-Siri. This is cut to me last night in a grocery store. My daughter's school said, "Bring a pound of cheese," uh, because they're having like a little cute. Can you imagine my daughter right now at a little Thanksgiving table with other children, being like, "Pass the pound of cheese." Uh, ounces to pounds. How many ounces in a pound? I would say sixteen. You got it. <laughs> you got you needed Google for that though. But what I love about it is no Goog, just holding down that side button because I don't fuck with Hey Siri. Don't listen to me when I'm not pushing your button. Oh yeah. I push the button. Not that it's not always listening to. Hashtag 
right. conspiracies. But mm-hmm. I, I, I push the button. That's how I like to believe it works. And I go, how many ounces in a pound? And it just tells you that's that's as close as we come to yeah. being Tony Stark. Did you get a block or slices of cheese? I, I'm going to tell you something I'm not proud of. It was late. The deli was closed. I got prepackaged sliced cheese. Oh, but I think that that's what is standard. I, I think that's what was expected given the context. Speed agree. Yeah. No one expected me with that white kind of waxy paper with the tape <laughs> and somebody wrote on it one LB. Yeah. Like right. nobody, yeah, 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 yeah. nobody wrote, nobody expected that. And a knife. But if with you. It for the children. <laughs> and a cheese knife. Why is there a knife? It's for the block of yeah, cheese. It's a cheese knife. Oh, I wrote that down. Dry knife. That's one of your names. <laughs> I was going to randomly call you Dry Knives at one point because that is listed as one of your nicknames. It's oh, so in high school? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. stupid. I don't even remember that dry one. Dry Knives. Dry Knives. It's a great one. <laughs> I don't know what it means and I don't want to know. Yeah. But uh, anyway, if I came to your house, I would want the deli wrap paper, but my baby got the uh, Sargento. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's... Sorry, I have to do this. Sargento.com slash weird. <laughs> For 10% added. To that would be actually, really good podcast. Sponsor. If you got into Sargento? Sargento. I don't think anybody's got Sargento. Dude, you got Sargento? No, nobody's got it. I would love it. Yeah. Uh, I wouldn't do Sargento. Craft? Uh-huh. Yeah. 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 I'm not doing any any uh, boar's thing. head. You're a boar's head guy. No, <laughs> I don't even want to work in a vegan agenda. But anything that's factory farmed, like anything like that, is just like, oh, oh that's just no. got it. So look, I know like, I gave it to Daya. my daughter. Like good enough for Daya. my yeah yeah. Uh, you know who we did? No, I didn't do. I auditioned for. There, there's some good non dairy cheeses. Daya is. I, we did it. Of course, we I've t- done You've a taste test of everything. Yeah. I can never remember which is the good why one. Why we what we ended up choosing. In fact. Uh, I'm, this is not a plug, but because of this, because I would go to the grocery store and not remember what thing I had liked the most. Yeah. And then I would have to go to the episode and be like, well, what did we say? So you're in So there? we created a website <gasps> that captures all that. Brilliant. Yeah. Sport.com. So anything that we've tasted and ranked. Sport? Sport. Like S-P-O-R-T? With the with E-D. Oh, sporked. Yeah. Sporked. Like a spork from KFC, but then but past you- tense. Sport. Sport. I once went to KFC, got a thing of coleslaw, and twisted my fingers around it. And it's those those uh, lids are so razor sharp that it cut all four of my fingers. <laughs> and I remember yeah. sitting there being like, I know there are some people that would complain, but I don't think <laughs> I'm that person. No offense to those people that are. But I was like, my fingers are, are cut. Right. Why bring the 16-year-old at the cashier's? Like, why bring the colonel into it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going to conjure him up? Yeah, just take the lesson learned. (laughs) Just be like, you know what? Maybe this one's on me. Yeah, yeah. Don't. Not a twist top. It's not a twist. Yeah, it's a pop. It's clearly a pop. Yeah. Don't. If you twist a pop and you get sliced. It's by design, actually. (laughs) That's actually on you. It's an evolutionary cue. Then women see me with the slicey fingies and they go, don't breed with him. But the beautiful thing is that's the closest that we get to torture devices in the modern era. It's like accidentally opening the wrong thing. Speed agree. I'll go so far, though, as to say the music in a grocery store is is my torture. (laughs) I just like when pop music, like new pop music that I don't know. I like give me old pop music. Okay. I'll take it. It's great. I'll even go all the way up to T-Swift. Maybe even uh, Billie Eilish. 
Oh. But if there's some new thing that is just like some guy with a cowboy hat just showed up in L.A. and they were like, get over here, take your shirt off, sing this song. And he's like, hey, have you ever seen a big red moon? And, but it's like way, <laughs> way catchier than that. And it stays in my head for eternity. And I'm like, man, I'm just here for Sargento. Sargento.com slash weird. I'm so sorry. But like hashtag factory farming. <laughs> like that's in the, web, that's in the website. I, that's, that's torturous to me. What hmm. can't you stand? Anything getting your goat these days? You do look like you own a goat. Uh, I would, I would, I would love a goat. Um, yeah, I drink my own goat's milk. Like I don't think milk is like inherently disgusting or anything. But you don't drink milk. But if you, if it was uh, on your farm, yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah, that's like a. That's something that's changed. Okay. Like if I see the chickens laying the eggs and they're running around smoking cigarettes. If you can make the connection. I'm just like, yeah, this this seems better for me. Uh, you know, and I, you know, I uh, nothing's getting your goat. I'm sure that it is, but I'm probably repressing it. Nothing annoys you. Oh no, lots that's of things. Yeah, lots of things annoy. Like me. I'm saying, pop music that's too catchy. Like I'll get follow me and I will yeah, guarantee. I, I mean, I, I'm I'm in the same like, boat the there. I I don't. I'm not. I'm not on that train. No, that's not my. That train is terrible music. What what really if I wanted to get your goat or what in life still gets under your skin no matter what? Um well, how loud of a chewer are you? That's a great question. Look, I'm going to say something. Everyone thinks they're a good driver. Okay. Everyone thinks they're the right level of sound when chewing. Everyone. And speaking. I was recently in a room with a loud talker. Yeah. I'm okay. not trying to take us off chewing. This woman didn't know she was loud, but she was like, and I was how I'm like, we're in a we're in a small room. Everyone can hear you fine. But chewing, my father is a very loud chewer. I'll yep, give you that. Yep. Also, he makes this sound when he cuts his meat. He goes <laughs> every every time. There's like yeah, a deep, I'm trying, you know, wet, I'm trying to not be inhale. that because Link is a loud chewer. That's why. Oh, know, is he? Yeah, yeah. And so it, this is. Can kind I of just a, say a, he just dropped? I just watched him go down like nine pegs in my mind. Well, but it's like we chew on the, the internet for a living. Yes, and there and and, he's, and it's so so loud. That I, I think believe- I probably have adjusted somewhat because I don't think about it as much anymore. You know, actually, something that really got me. My wife and I got into an argument last night. So. Jesse and and my son Shepard and I were going to Elton John at Dodger Stadium. Sure. Okay. Last last tour. Yep. Uh, we're all big fans, and like Evie Shepard loves old school music. Has always been a oh Elton he John loves fan. Elton. Yes. Wow. So you know when you pull up the the like the Seat Geek digital ticket, it says eight p.m. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, okay, well, now a concert says 8 p.m. You get there like right around 8 p.m., right? Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah. But Unless then, you want to see the opening act tune. Yeah. But, you know what I mean? Yeah, but that's not how Elton works. In oh, fact, yeah. as we're driving there, and I'm like, man, the traffic is a lot worse. Like, everybody's going to see Elton John. Like, I've been to a Dodgers baseball game, and apparently that's More, not that popular. Yeah. But Elton John sells out the entire place, and then there's everybody on the field, so the traffic is a next say, level. I baseball fans better drivers than Elton John fans. Okay, that's probably More also aggressive. a factor. These guys are having Dodger dogs. Right. Well, They're so I start realizing around. that we're going to be there like 8.30. That was also a bit, by the way. I don't really believe that. 8.30. Yes, and Jesse brings up on the phone, and it says, oh, uh, Elton 
starts promptly at 8 p.m. He is known for starting on time, and there isn't an opening act. I mean, it's so not rock and roll that it became rock and roll again. Yeah. And I was like, I should have known this, that Elton John starts on time. Yeah. And now, that, that's not the pet peeve. The pet peeve I'm getting to is that my wife did not get as mad as me. Okay, and this you is... wanted to be mirrored. Yes, and, yeah. and this is something that I've discovered about myself. If we are running late to something, if we might miss a flight, she remains so calm. And it annoys me that she is calm. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna join you in this thought system and say something okay. that I don't even necessarily agree with, but out of love okay. for your belief here, and okay. I've been there. I'm gonna say it's disloyal. <laughs> <laughs> that's what it feels yeah, like. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, let's call it what it is. And that's what this I told her last breach. night. I said, <laughs> I just want you to get under this rock with me. Yeah, yeah. And she was like, but you're not changing anything. That's great. We're not changing anything. I was like, but you could find a, you could beat, you could find a parking deck. You know, I'm like, I, I'm, I'm just coming up with things, you know. We ended up parking like a mile away from Dodger Stadium and walking, and we got there faster than if we had continued on in. Really? Yeah. Quick. And Elton plays for three hours. So you got enough Elton. Yeah, yeah. That was actually... That was a blessing in disguise. Yeah, right. Yeah, because two and a half was plenty. There is. I don't even want to be jizzing for three hours. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Two and a half in, you're like, yeah. all right, maybe <laughs> let's eat 12 saltines in under a minute. Like, that, like I want to move on to challenges, yeah, trivia. Right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like I, I, mean, I would like to try it once. Did you hear Benny and the Jets? Uh, no, we, Benny and the Jets was playing as we got into earshot of the stadium. Wow. And then he goes into, you know, I said huge fans. Let me qualify that. I already didn't believe you, but keep going. <laughs> I am a huge fan of the Elton songs that you're probably a huge fan of. You I know what you. I mean? Oh, yeah. And I think that there are nine of those. You know what I'm saying? And nine times three... I'm not here to do math, but I think it's about half an hour. And then there is a lot. There's a lot that I've that I haven't heard. Yeah. Um, that is, you know, you get into playing a certain type of music when you're playing live. Yeah. Because you get a reaction like, from people. Yeah. Yeah. And I like the soulful, slower, Elton stuff. Maybe the get we get a little bit funky at times, but when the BPM gets. Yeah, I don't know what it would be. Maybe one one twenty plus. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm losing interest. And the visuals, you know, I I've never seen an I've never seen a I've never been to a concert this big. Yeah. Like, yeah. The screens are so giant. It's Dodger Stadium, of course. And somebody, Elton or someone, Elton adjacent, has made choices about what we're going to put on the screens. Yes. And so he's got the song about. Goodbye, Norma Jean, which is a good song about saying goodbye to Marilyn Monroe. It's in the top nine. He has a lot of goodbye songs. Yes. Their visual that plays the whole time during this song. Someone died, call Elton. Sorry. It wasn't over, apparently. (laughs) Is a video of a Marilyn Monroe lookalike that takes you. Like, what is this, karaoke? It takes you. It took me. 15 seconds to figure out it was a lookalike. It took the older couple next to me four minutes 
Like, we're almost done with the song. And they went, that's not her. And I was like, this is not, I mean, just this, how do we have this footage of her in a bathtub drinking wine in this high res? And then I was like. The res alone yeah, 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 is yeah. a giveaway. And it's like she's doing things, and then she's upset. And I was like, well, this, and then I'm like, and it doesn't even, like, really, it looks like a Hollywood Boulevard, Marilyn Monroe. If you think they didn't find that woman in front of Man's Chinese Theater, <laughs> Elton was running late to the show. Yeah. He's like, we need the footage. Yeah, and yeah. They found. And she shows full nip. She's jumping on a bed, and they both pop out. And this is just on the screen at the Elton John show. Give them what they want. Yeah. <laughs> Give them the fake Mary nips. <laughs> Your son, well... Let's put it what it really is. Yeah, Your yeah. son has full access to whatever nips he wants to see. True. You and I would have been like, yeah, we would have. But taken I wouldn't that have home. yelled because I would have been like, "Don't let anyone know how much that meant to me." Yeah. In fact, little fun fact: one of Marilyn Monroe was the first, obviously, the first Playboy centerfold. Did you know? I did not know that. Yeah. So she, you can find nudies of mm. Marilyn Monroe. Okay. And one time, I was on a trip with my friend Nick. And they had a Life magazine, and in the Life magazine, there was a recreation of that centerfold, but it was like this big. That's how horny you are when you're it only It doesn't take much, man. A postage stamp? Oh, yeah. So the nips are like the size of what? Like the dots on snow caps? <laughs> I can't believe I found it right away. Tiny little pralines. Uh, yeah. Non-parels, that's what it is. Yes. Non-parel. Mm-hmm. I don't know what a parel is, but if this is but a this non-parel, is not yeah. I don't want to see a parel. <laughs> <laughs> um, another Elton question for you. Mm, I know a lot. If he, well, this is just you're gonna have to use your imagination. If he played Benny and the Jets in the stadium where the New York Jets play, mm. how much louder is the crowd? Like, are they like the Orioles where the Orioles play when they sing the national anthem and they get to oh say they all yell oh because it's the Orioles. So here's Elton John playing Benny and the Jets where the Jets play. And I'm going to ask you a hard question. Mm-hmm. What percentage of the crowd thinks the song is a... <laughs> is a I think at that is point, they're like, they're, about, they're like, whoa, is this about the Jets? Yes, that's it. Yeah. I'll accept the guy that goes, is this about the Jets? By the way, same guy that goes, is that Marilyn Monroe? Did I just see Marilyn Monroe's praline nips? <laughs> I used the wrong one. Uh, what do you think? Uh I actually have anecdotal evidence from last night to help with this because... Wait, this was last night? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm still mad. I'm mad for you. Uh, yeah, you I couldn't... still, I'm still feeling it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's emanating. The, the, the famous, uh, you know, Dodger Stadium show that he did in the 70s or 80s or whatever, where he's in the Dodgers uniform. I don't know this, but okay. Yeah. Is it sparkly? Uh, yes. Yeah. And... Uh, you know that there, there were many him. many people in this outfit in the crowd. First of all, and I was like, "Is he going?" Elton, uh, he's seventy five, I think. So basically, he's not really fitting into a. Is he only seventy five? Yeah, I, I would have thought. I would have said 80. eighty five. I would have said eighty plus. Eighty plus until somebody said seventy five, and then he said seventy five from stage. But a baseball uniform would not be flattering. So he has he wore a baseball robe. That's I'm dead. Elton. Okay. I'm full of death. A baseball, like a bathrobe. Oh, yeah. That fluffy was sequined. The... Totally sequined in, a, in an LA hat. Fluffy here? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Had a, That's had in a... case he nods off. Yeah. <laughs> During the show. Pops right back up. <laughs> and I'm back. Hello. 
But uh, robe because you don't want to look like Babe Ruth. You, you want to <laughs> yeah, look, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. look like Lou Gehrig. He, he definitely thought about that. Even Babe Ruth, in a time when men had to give no consideration, even he was like, "I sort of look like one of those dummies that you punch <laughs> and I come right back." Yeah, right. <laughs> like a like a peanut shape. Yeah, buy me some peanuts and Cracker Jack that point to Babe for the first part. Yeah, the, the expectations were a little bit different. Yeah, but for, for a sure. seventy-five-year-old musician, you yeah. know, we don't. We, you're playing, but that's our expectation is that you're playing and you're exceeding it if you're still playing it. And you and he sounds great. Facts, facts, facts. But when they showed, they actually cut to a close-up of the Dodgers logo, like a camera locked in on the Dodgers logo at some point mm. on his robe. No, on just the stadium. Okay. At a point in easy the shot to get. At a point in the song, because there is no Dodgers song. Yeah. There is no Benny and the Dodgers that doesn't happen. No, no, There's no. No, so I guess they just knew that they wanted to do it at some point. And when they cut to that, People, more than a smattering of, a, of applause. People go nuts. Yeah. So imagine if he was singing Benny and the Dodgers. <laughs> yeah, it would be, yeah. Pandemonium. People would lose their minds. Absolutely. I went and saw Radiohead once. I've seen, look. I don't know if you can tell by my neutral colors. I've seen Radiohead more than <laughs> once. And one of the songs, uh, Thomas York, was playing the piano. And so huge screens, like you're saying. And the camera was just zoomed in on what I can only call, with respect, his goofy eye. By, by goofy, I don't mean ugly. Yeah, I'm just yeah, saying yeah, the yeah. one that's kind of a little bit more personality. It's seeing other things. <laughs> That's the loyalty you want from your wife. Yeah, right. Can you join me in yeah. the goofy eye? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Tom, huge respect. Yeah. The the different eye. Well, I listen. Yeah. I, I I've been known to have the uh, you know depending on oh, really? the picture. Yeah. I it's you can get a goofy. I eye? think at some point it started fixing itself because it never got any professional help. But there was like a period in my twenties where pressure of the internet. A period in my twenties where one eye would be wondering a little bit in a in a picture here or there you had a tom york yeah now you're a tom brady <laughs> <laughs> but i mean like that i thought was um i just loved it actually i was like they're zooming in on the thing that you could call a wound yeah i'm just saying little uh -huh. tommy york yeah. at a, i'm assuming he went to oxford <laughs> they all yeah, go to so oxford? that's safe question mark uh yeah they're all very well educated that's all i know incredibly well educated yeah. this is the benefit of being mildly caffeinated <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? we're so caffeinated we need to like second screen our education we need like a video they're just sipping tea and they can listen to a lecture right. yeah, 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 yeah. on churchill mm -hmm. so anyway he's at oxford that is the the if you're doing a rap battle against tom york the first thing you notice one he looks a little like chris gethard Two, so you're like Gethard, Hethard, Method. <laughs> yeah. yeah Two, that I, I'm going to save that eye for the close. Oh, yeah. Uh huh. Or the open and the close. Uh, yeah, yeah. You what tease it. it. What, yeah, yeah. You tease it. You tease it. I'm going to save your eye till the end. It's <laughs> <laughs> you, your first line. Oh, God. <laughs> what did old LT close with? And more importantly, because it says more about you, did you leave before the last song? I did not. Wow. Uh, and this is a page that my wife and I are both on, mm -hmm. which is the, which my parents are not on. Okay. Who have wants, never been on. Who wants to leave in your parents' relationship? Uh, both of them. Oh. But they, they, and it, not just concerts, but any event, including something that's just at your home. They'll leave their own home? It's like, well, we gotta, we gotta get going. 
We got your your daddy's got to we've got to get up tomorrow. Like it's like the, there's the reasons don't make sense, but they're out, right? You know. But we both You're believe. in a different time zone. It's 4 p.m. to <laughs> yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. I am beat. Yeah. Dad. <laughs> right. Elton John is in our living room. But we Jesse doesn't like to fight the the traffic. We want we wanted because we were late, we wanted to go get some merch, you know. Prove so, we were here. Did they uh, have a shirt that says I was late to the Elton John concert? No, but they did have one that says the bitch is back, and that's the one that I bought. Great. Um, Which is the slogan for Aliens 3. <laughs> yeah, Not a bit. You know, yeah, I'm I know. Legitimately, sure it was the bitch is yeah. back. Uh, so <laughs> we're the same age. <laughs> we basically we, we we hung around for a little bit, but uh, he closed with because it is the farewell tour and is the farewell Yellow Brick Road. He closes with Yellow Brick Road. That's is it an encore or is he just not fucking? With it that? is an encore, which uh, it's so it's so interesting to see somebody who has done an act so many times. In fact, he he, he begins talking at one point. He's like, "This is my one hundred and first show in Los Angeles." Wow, that means like one hundred and one tours, basically. Yeah, and he's like, "In my fifth time at Dodger Stadium." And he has all the things that he does that, you know, that I'm sure, you know, they've all been sort of like toned down as he's gotten older, but the fake pointing to the people and the, you know, uh, uh, but he, he. Somebody told me David Copperfield, someone worked for David Copperfield, and they know to mute his mic in between lines. So he'll be like, everyone knows nothing can penetrate titanium. And then they'll cut his mic and he can turn to his assistant and go, chicken Caesar. Like he can order his lunch. Like mad respect. Yes, okay, that's it's a, such a that's the thing that I was thinking was how much of a system this yeah, is. Yeah, it's a real and it, system, and it's very. It's just fascinating to see it unfold exactly. That you know, they get it completely down. Do you think he even gets like an adrenaline? Run? He must from doing it. But do you think he's nervous? I bet he's not even nervous. I, he, the I don't. Fifth I don't think time he's you nervous. do Dodger Stadium. But listen, they're having a great time. The guy, he has three drummers. Of course. I wasn't prepared to talk this much about Elton, but I'm glad that you're humoring me. Humoring Three drummers. You? This is what enraptured <laughs> looks like. <laughs> and the main guy has been in the band, well, the way Elton put it, in and out of the band since 1969. The main guy? The guy who's like the in the drum set that is the tallest and the highest. Oh, so you get upgraded like a like a point Yeah, there's system. levels. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like a podium, and he's the gold medal drummer, and he's been in and Give out of the tum -tum. band since 1969, and he's wow. having the best time. There's a place, there's a part in the concert where he talks about all the bandmates that have died, and then he sings. It takes 45 minutes. He sings whatever one one of his songs about people being dead. You were right. He sings that song, whatever that one is. Candle in the wind. Yeah. Uh, no, because that's the. That's, that's got to be one of it. Isn't it? You said goodbye, you, you, Norma Jean, or whatever. Well, I, oh, you, that's you, what you, you were calling. You lived your life like a candle in the wind. That's her. yeah, yeah. But there's that another, like, there's another dead person song, and he covers like four people in one song. A DPS. But, but but then he goes to the guys playing with him, and they're all old. Yeah, and they're all having the time of their lives. Like I just can't. I mean, I'm thinking at a certain age, you need a show at Dodger Stadium to animate, <laughs> right? <laughs> like, yeah. Backstage, and then you're like. <laughs> Yeah, man. I mean, I think that, you know, obviously you have experienced the thrill of being in front of a crowd, in, in like an electric crowd, but I think that n there's no more electric crowd than for a musician, right? I was just going to say, Gabriel Iglesias did this podcast not long ago, 
shortly before that, he had done Dodger Stadium two nights. Mm. Um, obviously, oh, by the way, to broaden this, not just to, to Gabe, but Madison Square Garden, all of these like sort of ego sets. By the way, ego, I don't mean like it was necessarily Gabe or Aziz's ego that did it necessarily. But to me, I'm like, like first of all, I will concede. No one's asking me to do those. Like it would be really funny to sell <laughs> 700 tickets at Dodger Stadium and just perform for just behind the the plate. <laughs> there no one's there's everyone's on the field. <laughs> we, like, everybody just get down here. But if it were full, I would say that chaotic, it doesn't even matter if I'm talking, eating, belching, not listening energy. That unlocked in energy which it doesn't matter how well you're doing. Yeah. At any given time, there's a thousand people not listening and talking and going to the bathroom yeah. or whatever, or buying merch. Is exactly why I got into comedy is to never have the feeling of like, God, it's like I'm talking to Dodger Stadium here. Cause that's the feeling I felt when I was a kid and it made me feel small, insignificant, mm. and scared. So I wanna be a size that's locked in. I want them to know that I'm there. In fact, I would argue that the joke isn't even the joke. The joke is that I'm there with them, co creating the joke. Right. But if they're just a mass, I'm like, what is this? A squid? A giant squid? Yeah, it it was really hitting me, you know, because I, I mean, probably the but for music, great. Yeah, the 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 biggest crowd that Link and I have ever played for is probably like five thousand at Dorton, whatever Dorton Arena in North Carolina holds at the State Fair wow. in North Carolina. That's great. That's and, huge. And but, but but usually it's like you know a thousand, fifteen hundred, something like that. And those crowds can be like super electric, but. Yeah, there's a connection, but like that's the thing that I was thinking. I was like, there's 15, just no. You can just get it. So weird, like what is happening here? Like, You're this is what he mess. has to do. Yeah, because of how many people want to see him. Yeah, but that's true. I suppose I was having an interesting conversation with a with a with someone after. Uh, you know, I haven't played. I've played the music for the, from the album live one time. I played it at our Mythicon, which is our fan conference that we did in uh, Austin. So fun. And before that, I did one song in a Waylon Jennings tribute set from his son Shooter Jennings, who is a friend. Um, I would, I would, the story is I was asking Shooter for tickets to a festival in Redondo Beach where this was going to be featured. And two days before the festival, and he said, do you want to play a song? And of course, I said yes, even though I had nothing prepared, just because you can't say no to that. Yeah, his name But that Shooter. was a bit, I don't know, I couldn't tell. It, it was one of those, it was a festival, so you couldn't really see the end. Of, it was dark, it was at night, you couldn't really see the end of the crowd. But like getting up there with a band, which is not something I typically do. It's just me and a guitar, usually, or me and Link, and Link is playing like a recorder or a harmonica. Sure. But getting up there with a band and having this electric crowd, I was like, man, this is so, such a high. Oh, I bet. I was talking to somebody about that, and they're like, yeah, that's why. I mean, first of all, comedians, obviously, substance abuse is a huge issue in the comedian community. Oh, to maintain. But the musicians... Once you experience that, and the bigger you are, and the and and the, the more the intense yeah. the connection and the feeling from that crowd has been, you're just chasing that. You, you're going to keep chasing it, and or the only way downer. to get it without yeah a performance is right some sort of substance. Yeah, you have two choices when it's done. I think the younger people, maybe even into the older people, want to like. I remember Steven Tyler eats cream puffs after his Aerosmith shows. He goes back and eats like gourmet cream puffs. I don't remember where I saw this, but he was like, it used to be, and then he just went, like he mimed doing yeah. cocaine. 
And I was like, so that's maintained. Could have been Flonase. You don't know. It could have been Flonase. Yeah. It could have been uh, Mucinex. <laughs> Sorry, I have to do this. Mucinex.com slash weird. <laughs> they, are, oh, they factory farm their ingredients. I take that. I'm just kidding. Um, so uh, snoring the cocaine, that's maintained. I know a lot of comedians that would try to maintain booze can go both ways, bring you down and also yeah. kind of help, question mark, maintain. But uh, I, I know what you mean. Like when I would see like Tom Petty or, or whatever, which I'm glad I did before it was one of his last shows, I was like, oh yeah, this is the only way to get this feeling. Like I, I, I bet even cocaine, yeah. even, I look, nobody tried this, but like even heroin I bet is a different right. sensation for sure than that locked in this i bet it even transcends affirmation like elton john isn't going like they really liked it like i don't think he's thinking that no it's he could just... do anything because he, he comes in on a foundation of everything that you've ever experienced about him and the way that he has made you feel yeah and nothing can nothing can screw that up no you know you're absolutely right no one's listening to a comedy record when they lose their virginity <laughs> and if they yeah. are that's so weird yeah, 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 couple yeah. it was accidental I approve yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah like the the, the spotify shuffling and it just plays me being like what's up with old refrigerators <laughs> killing kids or whatever like, it's like, too late ah! you've already started coming <laughs> <laughs> and he jizzes for three hours <laughs> they're just folding in a bit yeah, it's got to be it's got to be one of the best highs in the world. I've thought about this. This feels like a mythical question for you. Mm. If you could be amazing at any sport, what would you be? Like the best in the world at any sport. Ooh. Like you are the king, the best that's ever lived, which sport? Wow. Don't forget boxing, by the way. People forget how big a deal Mike Tyson was or Muhammad Ali. And this is a great question. You can knock out anybody. The other thing that's great about and I'm going to prime you a little bit. The other thing that's great about boxing, I don't think you're going to pick boxing, is it's you. Football, you kind of look like a robot. Like you're in a, you're you're in yep, a uniform right. that conceals you. Which is why basketball stars will always be bigger than football stars because yeah, yeah, yeah. they're just out there kind of yeah. in yeah, a tank or, or like tennis tennis, tennis? players. So, hey, Dude, it's, it's just me. Do you me? think Andre no Agassi team? would be famous at all if he had to wear a daft punk helmet <laughs> like that's just how we play tennis uh wow I, I have to think about this in the context of uh, my what you what you probably experienced which is uh what i would call we're semi-famous right yeah sure so you're gonna you're gonna I don't you're, even say that bad i think semi-famous is where you want to be you think that, you want to be jared leto no that's what i'm saying you think jared leto can go to a target i go to target nobody exactly. bothers me for a second so i go and i go to the grocery store by myself <laughs> yes. and i shop for what i want you want a security detail and there might be a person that comes up oh, but buddy. i can do that don't get me started on semi-famous and so i think that being <laughs> really great yeah. at the best ever at something I think I don't want to lose what I have, so I think it would probably be like darts. Because I would be amazing. I have, like, I feel like I was trying to like out-mythical you, and you just proved why you're the king of like tests, strategy, like trivia. Like, you just nailed that so hard. And I'll never forget where I was right here. When you said darts. Yeah, and think about it. You'd be good at it until your dying day, unless you got oh, yeah. arm cancer or something. You'd be, but you, 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 the elusive arm cancer. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah, yeah sure. But you could do that until you're old, 
everyone would always appreciate it and they'd be like, hey, hey. I'm going to say, by the he's way. He's the best. He's the best dart guy in the world. I'm going to throw something special your way because you won and I'm the grantor of this magical <laughs> ability. Even if you lost your arm, God forbid, you lose your arm. Yep. You can do it with your other arm. Even if you lose both arms, you can do it with your feet. No matter what, you're the best. You can get a dart in there. Yeah. You could bite one and sling it, it with your teeth. Yeah. Like, it's going in that red actually, center. Yeah, you wouldn't think, but he is the best in the world. And I'm actually going to throw this at you. You miss just enough to keep it interesting. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, it yeah. can't just be bull. Nobody wants to see it. You think you want to see a guy no. throwing bullseyes. Every once in a while, we see just a little humanity. Yeah. It pings off the metal circle that's around the, the red center. You want the, that Ted Lasso scene. If I don't know if you saw that, but there, there, the, the dart scene. I also don't remember it. I, I'm impressed yeah, I just you remember, remember anything we've I just remember that he against all odds, he wins. Spoiler. <laughs> yeah. You, they let Ted win? That's that show where he keeps getting kicked in the nuts and yeah. nothing ever gets better, right? Yeah, right. I'm thinking of the movie Babel. <laughs> I often confuse the movie Babel yeah, yeah, it's easy. with Ted Lasso. Yeah, common mistake. That's a very, I mean, Google it. Pages upon pages of people confusing the movie Babel. Um, all right, let's talk about the record. And okay, w w let's actually do this because we're at the mid-roll. We'll do a mid-roll. Yes. You're in the biz. And when we come back, don't, don't, don't be a YouTube cliche and drop off analytics, I've been told. I don't check. But that people sometimes drop off at the middle because we want to talk about this great record, yeah. which is called Human Overboard. I think it's, an, it's special and it, and it has a lot to say and you're not going to want to miss it. And I'm going to ask you if you've ever died, ever seen a ghost, seen a UFO or anything you can't explain. So there's lots of fun mm. in literally two minutes. Pardon the interruption, weirdos. This episode is brought to us by our friends at Mind Bloom. You just need to take better care of yourself is not a response to mental health struggles. And you know that. You live with it. Sometimes you need something more to achieve a real and lasting breakthrough. Maybe it's time you check out a guided ketamine therapy program from MindBloom. MindBloom is the leader in at-home ketamine therapy, offering a combination of science-backed medicines, uh, with clinician and guide support for people looking to improve their mental health and well-being. MindBloom connects patients to licensed psychiatric clinicians to help them achieve better outcomes with lower costs, greater convenience, and an artfully crafted experience. To begin, take MindBloom's online assessment and schedule a video consult with a licensed clinician to determine if MindBloom is right for you. If approved, you'll discuss your health history and goals for mental health treatment with your clinician to tailor your MindBloom regimen. MindBloom will send you a kit in the mail complete with medicine, treatment materials, and tips for getting the most out of your experience. After only two sessions, 87% of MindBloom clients reported improvements in depression and 85% reported improvements in anxiety. It is time to enter the next chapter in mental health and well-being and let MindBloom guide you. Right now, MindBloom is offering weirdos, our listeners, $100 off your first six-session program when you sign up at mindbloom.com slash YMIW, like you made it weird. YMIW and use promo code YMIW at checkout. Go to mindbloom.com slash YMIW, promo code YMIW for a hundred dollars off your first six session program today. That's mindbloom.com slash YMIW, promo code YMIW. 
I've had so many friends have their lives transformed by that therapy. I'm so happy to have Mind Bloom on board. Also, Display is, is a new sponsor. I'm super excited. I even have one. If you're watching this on the video, this is a Display. Look at that. Look at this. You can hear it. You have a poster. You can hear Displate is a one-of-a-kind metal poster designed to capture your unique passion. So if your unique passion is me, you can get this PD as my homeboy Displate. It's available now. Displate created a 21st century canvas that's sturdy, magnet-mounted, which is super cool, and durable enough to withstand a lifetime of intense staring and, frankly, moving. We just moved. So many of our posters did not make it. Displate is here to save the day. And not only that, it's such a more, it's a more immortal and like permanent and substantial way to get your passions up on the wall. But staring is only half the fun. You can customize, collect, and rearrange them at will. With Displate, Displate has both branded and artistic artwork. They have over 1 million designs available for everyone, including official designs from brands like Marvel, DC, Star Wars, Netflix, NASA, South Park, plenty of games and movies. Everybody can find something for themselves, including if you're a fan of my work, I just uploaded a bunch of display designs that you can check out, including PD is my homeboy, damsels do it, they damn selves, uh, give to little Caesar, what is little Caesars, a lot of our best t-shirts, uh, not feeling it chicken, of course not feeling it chicken, is now perfectly immortalized in the medium they were intended to be, something substantial and beautiful and high quality, each product is a high quality design printed on metal in Europe and hand signed by their master of production. Displates, uh, display create a unique, safe magnet mounted system that only takes 20 seconds. That means no need for drilling your walls. All you need to do is wipe your wall with a cleaning wipe, stick a protective leaf, place a magnet, and put the displate on your wall. It really does take 20 seconds. It's that easy. Displate delivers its products worldwide in only four to five business days. I can attest to that as these just arrived and I just ordered them. It is a perfect alternative for standard paper posters that often get damaged. Facts. And it doesn't leave marks on the wall. Facts. <laughs> they are also eco-friendly for every design sold. They are planting one tree. So right now, Displate is having the biggest discount ever. For buying one to two designs, you get 35% off. For buying three to four, you get 39% off. If you buy five or more Displates, you will get 44% off. That's almost half price. Again, just to take a look. They are beautiful, they are fun, and you can get up to 44% off if you order five or more. So use the link in the description or go to displate.com slash Pete Holmes. That's D-I-S-P-L-A-T-E dot com slash Pete Holmes and use code WEIRD at checkout. Displate, collect your passions. And last but not least, think your job stinks? Ooh, just wait until you hear what it was like to be a funeral clown. That's right. Long before all of human knowledge was in your pocket, some people had some very bizarre professions. Luckily, you don't have to be a sin eater or barber surgeon. Yikes. 
now, but you will find out what it's like to get surgery with a shave. With Wondry's new podcast, This Job is History, hosted by my pal Chris Parnell from SNL and Rick and Morty, and also this podcast. He was a great guest. Steeped in factual history, this brilliantly funny podcast delves into the quirky and absurd jobs from the past with hilarious interviews that are infused with fascinatingly true Easter eggs. So come and get weird with each week as improv comedians from Groundlings and UCB, meaning some of the best improvisers in the world, act out their old-fashioned gig from another time. You'll be glad your guidance counselor didn't recommend any of these jobs. Nobody funnier than Chris, and I'm honestly nothing more interesting than strange, strange jobs. I've got to check out the funeral, funeral clown episode, and I could listen to Chris Barnell talk about anything. This just happens to be one of the most interesting topics for a podcast I've ever heard of. So definitely clock in and follow This Job is History on Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts, or listen early and ad-free by joining Wondry Plus in the Wondry app. Check out This Job is History. All right, everybody. Let's get back to Rhett McLaughlin. Okay, we're back. Going back to what I was saying about the record. Yeah. And I, let's start with this. Um, it is possible, and I, as I said, if I'm being honest, I was worried that I was going to put it on and it was going to be this like, you know, what I did if I had written a record when I first started to deconstruct my faith, it would have been a little, you really think a snake told a lady, eat an apple? Come on, get real, get real, get real, get real. Wait, this is good. Hold on this, hold on this. You know, and so much deconstruction or really deconstruction is such a negative term. Um, reconstruction or, yeah. uh, or, or beautiful examination can be done from this place of bitterness. But you seem to have waited the right amount of time. I want to know what you think is the right amount of time. Where, again, I might be getting the lyrics wrong, but it seemed like you were like, I had the truth before and now I have this truth. And like, let's be real, guys. Like, in both of those experiences, I think I'm right, so I could be wrong again almost. Yes. Okay, tell me everything. Yeah, so, you know... There's not a lot of examples of somebody making this decision to do uh, an album that is so centered around the, the subject matter. Um, but one that is out there is David Bazan. So yeah. Curse Curse Your Branches, I think it was. It's like, yeah. you know, 2008, 2009. And totally different genre of music, but it was kind of a pivotal... I discovered it late, like probably 2014, 2015, after I'd basically gone through my deconstruction but i just related so i was oh somebody's sort of singing the, this anthem for this stuff that that i've been through that reached me at a at a time yes. when i really needed it too. right and shout out to bazan and it's great but <laughs> scared katie it, shout out to bazan <laughs> but it is more bitter uh buddy i i would say this to david who i consider a friend i agree with you and yeah. and in fact when I riffed that sort of like the Garden of Eden isn't literal, there's there's Garden of Eden isn't literal uh, lyrics in that album, and it's an incredible song, and it, it, it's it's also a great song. But you know how I sing it? I go, it's hard to read the Bible literally. That's how I, <laughs> he goes, it's hard to be a decent human being. Yes, yes. I, I say it's hard to read, but I mean that that's dismissive of something. To be clear, 
that record means a lot to me. But it, there was a time when it meant a lot to and me. What and what I was exactly what and I, I was thinking of, and it it's in what that a context. lot of people need. I was like, okay, he did that record at that time, which is like one of the only examples I can point to. Is like he's in that state. He was in that stage. He wrote that, and I was, you know, twenty. 13 or so is when I stopped calling myself a Christian. So we're almost coming up on 10 years. Wow. But I did not process a lot of it, and I definitely didn't process it publicly. Link and I weren't even talking about it. Well, you know, when, when we did the podcast last time. We were about to go public with yeah. our deconstruction. Yeah. So we there was hints that, you yeah. know, which, you know, that yeah, kind of kept us from really being able to just like... Mm, sitting here and, there with and the frequency that people emit when they're kind of like... It's almost like I want to kiss you. I just have to wait for my divorce to be fine. And you know what? I, I believe that uh, I don't remember where we were at in our decision to make that choice to to go public with our deconstruction stories. But it was that dynamic that we were experiencing on your podcast. Yeah, that was a dynamic that we just we hated. Couldn't bear it anymore. It's just like it, we're we we get so personal and so vulnerable about so many things, and there's this giant thing that we avoid. Yeah. It's like a huge, it's like six-sevenths of the pizza. Yeah, right. You can't talk about yeah. it. Yeah. Like, I'll happily talk about my favorite deodorant. You know what I mean? Right. It's, by the way, a lot of people can relate. I'm not even, I'm not putting you down. Just Yeah. And so uh, that was, you know, so thank you for uh, ushering that along. I, I didn't even mind. I just, I remember a feeling of blue balls for all of us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, yeah, right. we were kind of like. Because we, we, we were like, yeah, man, we're going to, you know, we don't, we're yeah. going to probably do it on our podcast. So yes. after doing that, um, you know, and I've been I've been in therapy, I guess, for five five or six five years now. And one of the things that I started doing was I I just started writing. I, you know, Link and I have written comedy songs together for years. The recorder, and, yes, with the recorder, very often. Hard to write an earnest song on the yeah, recorder. Right, yeah. these it, days. it really, you know, if you just want to really clue everyone in that this is supposed to be funny, just put a bring recorder a recorder in. in. Uh, but so. But I'd never really written anything serious since since our high school Christian band days, you know, yeah. the wax paper dogs back wax in the mid nineties. Second, second reference to wax paper yeah. back to the mm-hmm. deli. We'll find a third. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, but I wrote a, I wrote the first song that I wrote is the last song on the album, and it, again, I was just writing these songs for myself, recording them like a voice memo. Yeah, and then I would talk to my therapist about him, and he and one of the things he had been working on with me was essentially just my tendency to take everything to the head, take everything to rationalization, I'm intellectualize everything. And Great I don't line really, on the record, yeah, about rationalization. Yeah, it's also very. It is funny. I want to say real, real quick. We won't forget where we are. The humor is really dialed in. Oh, thanks. And really. Um, you know how you can overdo Parmesan cheese? <laughs> yeah, you know yeah, I mean? yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like the most overdoable cheese. Right, yeah. Uh, it's just right. A little sharp, a little sharp oh, keeps you. me interested. Not that you have to keep me interested. I'm just saying, like, I noticed that the humor was there. Yeah. Like the perfect use of fuck in the, in the give a damn song. <laughs> I was like, that's right. And it should be the third song. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. This yeah. is correct. Like, yeah. it's well made. It's well made. Um, and so I, that last song was which is the most honest song which is where it leaves you know unresolved chord unresolved lyric of like maybe we'll meet again like i'm leaving myself open to that that was where i was at i wrote that song in 2019 i ta- told my therapist about it and he was like you seem to be much more vulnerable and honest with yourself and this process and actually you can process a feeling about something through your music so you should you should keep doing that 
That's great. If for no other reason than for your own. Your therapist is Jimmy Iovine. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think we have something here. <laughs> I so, feel like there's mixed motives here. <laughs> yeah. So none of that was, it wasn't intended to be an album from the beginning. It was intended to be this like, I don't know what I'll do with this. How glorious. Who knows what. I don't have, to, I'm, I can't tour. I don't have any time for this. Let me get another nickname. Taylor. That was on the list of nicknames. <laughs> Taylor, is there anything worse than comedy written for fame or music written to to like sell or yeah, to be a right. record? Like, like Tom Petty again. Tom Petty coming up. He said that he was just playing around and he wrote Wild. He sang Wildflowers the first time he recorded it, all the way through, just done. Uh, that sort of like earnest channeling, whether it's something divine, we can play with that if we want. But like, it's just coming straight from you. Yep. And if there's anything that fellas like us, meaning when I say showboaty, I don't mean bad. I mean, like, we've done our yeah. part to seize the limelight. We wanted it right. and we did it. I don't know if there's another way for you to make this album. Yeah. Like, you would have had to be like voice memos and, and your therapist being like, I think you're processing. So it came from a need, mm -hmm. compliment alert. I think you can feel that in the music. Like, this wasn't just. Follow me, I can... What's with my chip on <laughs> Uncle Cracker? But, like, Uncle Cracker was trying to write a hit single. Yes. And well, he ain't And he succeeded. He also succeeded, uh, but, like... Well, I, I think one of the things that helped... I don't know why I'm going after is Uncle not only Cracker. The, I mean, the genre. I mean, obviously, I'm not... I'm, I'm doing country which is not you're not going to get to the top of the pop charts and then if the subject matter is something that's inherently divisive um because that's that's what we'll talk about that is just the the sort of the christian response real to quick it, which you know who else did one that was great um semler have you heard of semler yes yeah so i haven't connected with semler but enough of fans of james and the shame stuff have pointed uh to semler yeah yeah semler's great yes and there, there's a connection yeah, and so, uh, and there's more people doing deconstruction themed stuff now. Definitely. Which, by the way, in case just to be real clear, it sounded like I was putting down Bazan. I don't think you have Semler or you like that tradition without someone doing the raw. Oh yeah, like this is really what it feels like when you feel like the wool's been pulled over. Well, and I, I, I think that there's, I think there's a, I mean, I think he did bitter and as. In as poetic yes. as a way as and you bitter, possibly by the way, could. It's valid. Yeah, it's a it's part valid. of it. In fact, and there's some bitter. There's some bitter songs on my album for sure. Uh, well, I, I'm agreeing because you wrote it, and I'm like, you. If you say so, <laughs> I, you know, I, 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 I was, you know, one of the things I, I talk about a lot is how the the old me, the conservative evangelical missionary Rhett, yeah. who looked at everything. Uh, so suspiciously, and everyone so suspiciously. Before you everyone. Like a Geico commercial. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Sorry, I just got in my roast mode. I don't know Write why. Write that on the list. Yeah, okay. That's <laughs> Geico caveman. Um, so, but that guy, he's never going to leave my brain, yeah, right? No. And so I, a lot of times, I'm writing something, I'm saying something, something on our podcast, if we get into something that's more controversial you do a taste test for religion there's like oh that yeah exactly for crap for wafers yeah, that's a great idea communion what's the best wafer. communion wafer <gasps> i know my pref you know what my church did broken up saltines baby maybe that's where i learned oh, how to eat you, so many you had a high tolerance because i would of that. feast on the body of christ in under a minute <laughs> 
Our church upgraded to real bread at some point. The real bread church, that's how you knew you were in like Connecticut. You know what I mean? When they're like, break some from this loaf. Well, this was not denominational in North Carolina because we all broke oh, off okay. from a Baptist church that did like the Baptist.com wafers. You know what I'm saying? Like the sure. Baptist manual. There's the manual. And then we were like, we're not going to do those. So let's do the real bread. bread. But like, let's, it's a power move. You're like, it's like uh, the Last Crusade. It's like he was a carpenter. He'd have like a normal cup, and like it was a simple time. They'd have like normal bread, but like glazed a little egg wash on it. You're right, but just like over time. But you want it like, to look like a regular bread. Not cr- he didn't have crackers. Right? Yeah, he didn't, he didn't have cracker was. technology. Um, they had Uncle but, Cracker. But that guy, because he never leaves, I filter so much through. Well, what, what would his knee-jerk reaction to what I'm saying. And what how can I'm I singing. respond to it? Yeah, and how can I head it off at the past so, I, so I'm not judged? Which is one of the reasons that the, the album is structured in the way that it is in that you talk about that flash of rationality. That, that second song is early yeah. in the album because thematically, I'm just trying to remind people that like this isn't... I don't think that I've figured this stuff out. This isn't some... Well, is there anything worse? You know, this isn't the, hey, this is where... I figured it out, and this is my, you know, treatise on spiritual things. But this is more like this is a person who is in the middle of a process, yeah. And there's some songs that have come out of that process. But I've noticed that even just this past week, because I'm, uh, I just released the the album as a pre order on vinyl, so I'm trying to kind of stir up a little social media interest there, so people will know about it. Yeah, edit that out. And so. <laughs> And so I just did an acoustic version of the um, uh, only thing, which is the only thing I'm certain of is that I ain't certain about much, that song. Mm-hmm. Which doesn't seem particularly like uh, aggressive, but the Christian responses in the comments are very much, it's clear that they feel attacked by that song. Me saying that I'm not certain about what I believe, that I was in the past and I'm not now, is somehow an attack on them, mm-hmm. and that the, tracks. I realized the 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 old ret in me spoke up and said, "Well, you know, the reason that they are doing that is because every single thing you did as a conservative evangelical Christian was designed to change people's mind and to like every interaction, every conversation was supposed to be influential for Christ. It was you were supposed to change someone's mind. So I think they assume that certainty was the only reason that I'm doing this is because I want to actively change people's minds. I want people to not be Christians anymore. I'm coming after them. Right. Whereas I'm just throwing something out into this big sea of thoughts and perspectives that I don't think any of us have a really firm grasp on. Mm. But when you think that, no, you do, I do have a firm grasp on it, and I'm the one who's right, anyone else who says something different, they must be coming from the same place. And I'm just like, hey, I'm not coming from that place anymore. That's really, I, I think I'm that's not really try, I'm not trying to, no, if I am trying to change your mind, it's when my ego, it's what Tole talks about, is like when, you, when, you, when you're arguing and you remove the elements of the argument that are you just, defending your ego and trying to win you start arguing about a lot less stuff that's right right you might defend something you might exercising that compassion you're recognizing that like why it also sounds like forgiveness to me it's like why if i used to think that when you're talking you're trying to win them over for for jesus of course you're still doing that but you're doing it for the other side now yeah 
I'm on like, the other team. It's like when I got divorced, uh, I remember married people, I noticed decidedly, married people didn't want to talk to me because married people often like are proponents for marriage and commitment. So it stands to reason that a divorced person yeah. is sort of dangerous because hmm. they might be like, you know what, Red? I thought I would hate it, but I love it. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like it's like married men especially like really didn't want to talk to me. Um, because they were afraid that I might sell them something. Because we used to be in the religion of of marriage and monogamy. By the way, I'm I'm married and I love it and I'm monogamous and all of that. But I'm just saying, similar. Why wouldn't yes. you then start proselytizing yours? So you mm-hmm. were careful to not. I mean, it it the ten yearsness is really coming through in the art, and I'm really glad. Just for you, I, mm. I guess glad is maybe the wrong word. I'm happy for you that you let it ferment and and brought it when it was ready. Yeah, I you know I um, I know that there are there are people who respond to the album and say, "Hey, you voicing these things, you articulating these things that I've been thinking is has was the last straw for me of admitting that I have deconstructed or I am leaving the church or whatever." So I do. I'm not ignorant of the fact that this type of art does have influence. Yeah. And and in many of those cases, I'm I, I obviously celebrate if people are moving out of an oppressive oppressive belief system, that's something to be celebrated. But that was that's not the intention yes. of it. You're the just, intention you're is you're just, just reporting what is happening. Yeah. But by the way, Richard Rohr alert. I love Richard Rohr. He wrote a book called um Order, disorder, reorder. I don't think that's what it's called, but it's like the edge of tomorrow. We actually call it live, die, repeat. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep. But the subtitle is order, the disorder, poster, reorder. Yeah. I think it's called the. It doesn't matter. Forgive me. Meaning, I'm not going to get it. I can just tell. But um, I can see the the cover of the book. But order, disorder, reorder. Anything worth having. I I'm saying this. By the way, when you're 20, if you disagree with me you absolutely should disagree with me. This is some old man shit. You recognize that you didn't even have it until you broke it, lost it, smashed it, lit it on fire, walked away from it. 99.9% of the people that I interact with end there, and they just kind of like hold on to their, mm. their nothing. And, and by the way, that's, that's fine. Um, but if, if there's a reconstruction, by the way, everyone listening to this podcast knows I'm all about that reconstruction because it's been so good for me. Not not a a thought system, belief system, symbol system, nothing yep. to sell, but um, meaning there's no agenda. I just want you to feel safe. Yeah, I f- found so much value. You just referenced Eckhart Tolle. Great, great. We talked about that last time. Yeah. If you're going to replace um, something that was dogmatic or repressive, or let's be honest, fear fear inducing. Uh-huh. Yep. I'm not saying for everybody. For me. The whole thing was very scary. <laughs> when examined, when when you yeah, felt yeah, yeah. safe to look at it, not only was it scary, it, it tensed me up, and I had to defend it. And all like your songs say, it's like I just don't have time for these inconvenient truths and all that sort of stuff. So I was the opposite of spacious, free, flowing, everything that, by the way, I think Christ was. By the way, just right. like a free man. Mm-hmm. Like if there's anything he was, or enlightened beings are, they're free. Yeah, I wasn't free. I was really trying to keep a little candle lit, and it was raining really hard. <laughs> yeah. And that sucks. Eckhart Tolle, obviously, when people reach out to me and they're like, I'm not religious, I don't want religious language, that's traumatic to me, I always go 
read the power of now read the power yeah. of now or or a newer they're both pretty much the same yeah and i you know it's funny because i i think um one of the interesting things has been watching the way i think just the because of the i'm interested if this happened to you 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 happened at a different time with you mm. but because so many christians thought we were on their team for so long and then our deconstruction happened publicly and relatively recently you know when we're just like we're you know social media and what it is now just all the interpretations of what it is that happened to us and happened to me and the and especially because my deconstruction and the way that I articulated it was very much just like these are the intellectual steps that I went through to sort of where I began to lose faith where Link's story is very much like this is my sort of emotional journey through mm. this mm-hmm. and there's you know that there's there's two sides of the same coin in a lot of ways for but everyone to your therapist right? point yours is you're top down he's bottom up yeah exactly um but it's been interesting for people to say, oh, so you're now an op- you're open spiritual, like trying to find a box to way to des- to describe what I'm, what my philosophy is, and I'm just like I don't, I don't, I'm trying not to yeah. articulate a philosophy. Yeah, if, <laughs> if if that makes sense. I mean, there's a part of me that really wants to like organize it and put it together and be like, this is it, this is what I think, it. and then defend it. And build it. a wall around it. But that's the thing that I'm really trying to avoid, Look, is buddy, defining it and defending it. I was thinking about it on the way down, Ram Dass, boom, uh, a little pick of him. You guys can't see it, sorry. Give it a goog. <laughs> um, I was thinking about him today, probably because of your album, and how one of my favorite things he says, he goes, you don't want to be Jewish, you want to be free. You don't want to be Christian, you want to be free. Mm. You don't even want to be an atheist. You want to be free. Like yeah. you want to, you, atheism is a wonderful uh, potential strategy for getting rid of fear, getting rid of guilt, getting rid of shame. And that way it can be incredibly liberating. To me, my journey didn't end there. I kept going. Yeah. But like, what's also interesting about that, I'm very, I, you know, I'm on, I don't want to say I'm on a non-dual kick. My, my stuff has te- led me to the, it's all one place. Yeah. So even the attempts to kind of get you to define yourself is also just a continuation of illusion and separateness and um, divisiveness. Attack, meaning as soon as I can call you what you are, then I can attack you or join with you. And either way, both of those are negations of the oneness. So the more spacious and the more clear you are, which, by the way, is who you are when you are in the moment, when you're not calling up your your documents and reading them and go like yep. this is these are this is my mission statement when you put that aside or as rupert spiro would say who are you in between the two like let's say you're telling me your beliefs between belief a and belief b where were you and who are you in that <laughs> yep. in that gap and yep. the more i'm on this path the more i'm like it's all the gap because let me tell you what you are in the gap innocent hmm. guiltless unafraid connected identityless yeah spacious and free and that's all of us and yeah. and the words that get you there just tell me what got you away from fear yeah that, that would be nice not yeah. i'm not saying to you yeah and, and you're the and you're the same person i think is an important part of that too right like you mean after the transition yes like you 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 think differently you may behave differently you may you you may see things very differently, but at your core, it's that same little boy. 
Yeah, that's right. Still a little rep. You know what I'm saying? Well, this is Richard Rohr's idea of transcend and include, meaning transcend. I've transcended. It doesn't mean I've stomped on and, and peed on the ashes my past. You can transcend yeah. and include it, meaning you're talking to... There's, there is a fundamentalist little boy here, too. You yeah. know what I mean? And he's okay. He came with me. Right. Because it all comes with me. Yeah. Because anything else wouldn't be free. It's not free to act like that didn't happen. Is yeah. That right? Yeah. It's just it's such a the the way that it's characterized with like you okay you've changed you know California doesn't look good on you you know it's like the, 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 that's the, hurtful the, the the cliches are just that well they, they but keep that's all, them up. I mean look at that it's a territory it's like a belief is like a territory yes. a body is like a territory it's a clan it, it by clan I don't mean the clan I mean like it's yeah. a tribe yeah and now they're saying. You've left your tribe, which, by the way, the reason why that might be so upsetting, because it was upsetting to me for you to just give that as an example, yeah. is what you're really saying is, um, you're not safe, you're going to die. Like, I, I really think. It's like, mm. you've left Georgia, North Carolina, whatever you want to say your tribe is. You've yeah. left our belief system. We no longer got you. Mm. It's a murderous thought. It's a thought. It's a violent thought. Yeah. On a man, like a primal level i'm saying california doesn't look good on you meaning you're alone in the wilderness meaning i really i mean this literally like in that language is if wolves attack you we don't got you yeah and there's a part of you that thinks that's important because you don't know you live in the 21st century yeah yeah and the and the the other piece of it is the oh this is sad yeah it's so sad and you know and it's just a and, and you know, and I'll look at the the responses, and this, you know, we're talking ninety nine percent people are like, "This really resonates with me." I, I, because I, so many people are of in this course. boat right yeah, now. Yeah, sure. And it, and that's been the you know the most beautiful part of this thing is people's stories. But you see that, oh, this is sad, and you just you just want to be like, well, just let's just. This is the this is the evangelical conservative inside me. Just like I just want to sit down with and you talk, yeah. over coffee and show you show you that, that I'm this not is, this is I'm love not based. sad. Yeah, this is and I'm not sad. And I but this is good. Yeah, yeah, this is good. You really do have to just as gone as that is for you. It's that ethereal and. Transitory. What I'm saying is, you might as well be talking to yourself in the past. Yeah. And just as it things change, I say this all the time. But spirituality is interested in what doesn't change, and beliefs change, and thoughts change. Yeah. Um, but that's uh, that's that's got to be tricky. Yeah. Those one the 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 nasty ones. Yeah, and it's just you know figuring out how to to. To navigate it, because, I, like I said, I, I'm a I'm a naturally um, persuasive. I go into pers Buddy, me the persuasive too. mode, right? I just deleted. I was going to be like, don't you think that the other Jews thought it was weird that Jesus got baptized by John the Baptist? <laughs> John the Baptist was essentially, when I say cult, I don't mean like it was a bad cult, but he was essentially a cult leader. You think other Jews didn't look down on Jesus? That's the whole story, right? <laughs> Yeah, order, disorder, reorder. Yeah, it it was true for him as well, and so should it be for you. Yeah. Everybody just wants to jump to the end of the line and yeah. be like, "I've been converted." Guess what, guys? 
Jesus says, I bring no sign except the sign of Jonah. What happened to Jonah? He got eaten by a whale. That's that's mm. disorder. Yeah. That's darkness. That's recon that's deconstruction. And he's telling you in, in in black and white or red if you had one of those Bibles. That's the only oh, yeah. way. My dad was a Gideon. Gideons. The hotel people. <laughs> we all want to just jump to conversion without the experience, but it turns out the 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 pain, the suffering, the sign of Jonah is the only way to do it. Yeah. But we just want to go like, no, you can just believe your way around it. Yeah. So I look like I, I, I remember mocking somebody that said, I don't think you can know love, meaning relational love, until you've had your heart broken. And I roasted this guy because I was 20 years old and I didn't believe that. Mm. And I remember I got this huge laugh. I was like, that's like saying you can't enjoy a dog until you've had a dog that died. And I'm like, now I'm like, you can't enjoy it <laughs> until you've had a dog that died. Yeah, right. Like I was fucking wrong. Well, you can't enjoy the dog on the level. On the level. Yeah. I'll concede you can have a relationship before your heart is broken. But I don't think, and again, I think big truths come through humility. Only the penitent, penitent man will pass. Like your humility to bow and say, I don't know, is a far more, if this means anything to you, useful energy than yeah. coming at God and telling God what he is or it is or yeah well it, shouting that, at the, that's a big thing yeah. uh, as of late that you know I I see the more thoughtful uh, people in the evangelical community who are actually responding in um, more helpful ways to what's happening because they're, they're they're panicking a lot right with mm. with the number of people that are adios you know so oh yeah one of the things that you see is that and I have I have you know, isn't it funny that adios means to God? <laughs> so it, many people are does. leaving the the church, like adios. Oh, yes. Oh, man, we're stoned now. I've been seeping in a little <laughs> this whole time. But this idea that the thing that I'm giving up on is mystery, right? Like that, the thoughtful evangelical response right now is that you guys are letting your doubts overwhelm you to the place where you're not you're bypassing the mystery of God. Whereas, hey, I also doubt this is from their perspective. I also have doubts and I also don't know if I'm right, but I choose to lean on the solid rock of Jesus and lean into the mystery and and that's that sounds great. It also doesn't sound like mystery to me. But yeah, it's like, well, so what you're telling me is that you're embracing the mystery except for the the basically the bottom line that really matters, and that is that you've got Jesus figured out, you've got God figured out, and this is the only way to connect with God. To go back to what we were saying, yeah. it, it is certainty worship. Yes. Nobody wants to buy a mystery. Nobody yeah. wants to buy a relationship. Certainly nobody wants to buy conversion. Nobody wants to buy the sign of Jonah. Right. And it would, I'm just saying you pe you peel that one additional, I'm sure there's additional layers, but I just feel like there's one layer of sort of protection that they're not willing willing to shed yeah. and be like, what is truly letting go looking like? I would Look go like. so far as to say, because to lose that rock, uh, which by the way, I relate to, I spent a lot of my life that way, is to open yourself up to this intense fear of a God that you think might uh, uh, kill you, might destroy, mm -hmm. not only kill you, destroy you, torture you. Like, it's like you have to come to terms with the scary drunk dad God mm. that he's coming home, he's shit faced, 
And you saw what he did to his son. And he did that for us. Oh, like, shit. This is a scary dude. Yeah. And that's not a safe conversation to have. No. So you, you're, I'm just going to, I get it. I get it. Yeah. And I, I, and I ultimately, I think while I enjoy talking about these things, the music has been a good it's better outlet because it's even though the music is pretty you know my the lyrics are there's some there's some poetry in the lyrics but that you kind of know what i'm talking about For sure. i'm not hiding a whole lot right i'm they do sort of sound like a breakup which is so funny yeah like, it, <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah i know it's country but it reminds me most of uh sea change the beck album hmm, yeah and that's a that's a breakup album and yeah. this sounds like a breakup album more. Yeah. In fact, I'm sure there are people, facts, that are out there just going through a heartbreak. That oh, like, yeah. That's my anthem yes. right now. Exactly. Because it's the same thing. Yeah. Love is love is love. Loss is loss is loss. But, yeah, and I think that because when it's so much, you, I keep falling into the the uh, the trap of trying to define and defend when I talk about it a yeah. lot. But when you... What a snooze. When you, when you write a song about it. It's better. No, it's one of my least, I try not to do it, is when I have musicians on, or even authors, sometimes you ask them the question, and the question is the question that the book answers, Yeah, and you're like, the reason I wrote a book is because it takes nine hours to answer that question, and now I'm just supposed to do it on Good Morning America? You yeah, know, like yeah, it oh, yeah. doesn't work. So let the music be the music. What was the molecule that you, is that a DMT reference? I'm, I, at this point, I will let that, uh, I will let that stand as that's the one thing that you can you can use your own interpretation. There may be more information will come from that. At you some keep point. saving the scoops for your fucking YouTube. <laughs> you give all the scoops to your YouTube. I'm just kidding. Uh, Although that, you are the first to ask that point blank, I was like, surely people are going to ask about this. Yeah. Well, people who I've done five yeah. meo DMT, right. and that's a molecule, and right. I don't even I'm know. I'm sure it is, yeah. I'm assuming, well, everything is, right? But I, I, <laughs> the spirit molecule is what they call it. Yes, DMT. right. That's where I got that. Anyway, you, you keep that. But the record's incredible. Love it. Proud. I mean, it's weird to say I'm proud of you, but I'm proud thank of you. Thank you. And thank you for being vulnerable and sharing it. Um, have you ever, this is just kind of like, since you did it last time, there are questions I like to ask every time. Yeah, yeah. Ever seen a ghost? No. UFO? I don't think so. Ever almost die? Uh, yeah. Um, the closest I would say kayaking accident in high school. We would, um, and this is Link and I because we've known each other since 1984. Um, in the small town of Bowie's Creek, when the creek would flood, we would grab our kayaks, which we did not know how to operate. Yeah, could not flip them. Didn't no. have helmets. Didn't have life jackets. <laughs> the the kayak that I had didn't even have flotation. You know, you you have there's like flotation stuff inside of a kayak to keep it afloat. I had taken trash bags and filled them up with uh, like packing peanuts and foam and put them in the kayak. That was my flotation. So the creek flooded, and uh, it was one of those situations where, well, I, I, I fell out, and when you fall out of the kayak, you just swim away from it but it was the creek was very high flood stage because you don't want it to hit you yeah and so but there was a uh, a log that was just under the underneath the surface of the water that you couldn't really see that i was pinned up against and then the kayak 
got on my back and started filling with water and pinning me against the tree. And I was like, I'm going to die here. Oh, no. That's like a scene in The Gray. Yeah. Did you see The Gray? Yes. And I'm like waving and Link and Ben, my friends, are just like 100 yards down the creek and they see me and it just looks like I'm standing in the creek waving. Who had that story, Katie? Someone else had a story that was like, it's such a shame that this means hello and I'm dying. <laughs> yeah, it's like yeah. The, yeah, I didn't know the internet. There is a, sa- a sign for drowning, but I don't know what it is. I know this means I'm out of air, but that's too subtle. To it's got to be something you could do with your hand. It should be the like surface of water. That's my. <laughs> I'm a loser. I'm a. Lo- I'm such a loser. I'm dying. <laughs> um, but the, it eventually filled up with water to the point where it started moving down. And before I like ran out of breath, it goes under the log and I come back up. So I think that I'm sure I've been Wait, closer you were to pinned death. Underwater, I think. No, that- so my head and sh- and shoulders and arms were still out of the water above the tree, but I couldn't breathe. <gasps> and so I was like, "This thing is just going to fill with water and pin me against this. They're going to watch me slowly just fall asleep." Not only am I going to die, but I'm going to die with Link waving at me. <laughs> there you go. He's sleepy. Yeah. What did? <laughs> Oh, my God. I almost said what an idiot, but I would have done the same thing. I would have been like, hi, buddy. Terrifying. Yeah. Didn't die. But I have not. But the UFO well, thing. I'm asking. So go you on. didn't die, though. I didn't die. I'm still here. <laughs> the um, the ghost thing, never never anything close to it. Like, yeah. I, 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 I kind of, I'm interested. I, I, open. I'm open. Yeah. Um, and the UFO thing, I'm also very open, just given... The yeah. state of the world and every and I've got I've got so many close friends who are like, you know, sending me every little thing, every little update, every little like Senate hearing or whatever yeah. as, as yeah. the stuff kind of progresses. Like, see, I told you, yeah, I'm not crazy. I know, and it's like page 17 news. Yeah, it's like Trump calls Pringles ugly chips, and, like, <laughs> and then 15 pages through, we're like, first of all, the guy on the Pringles can, he's not a looker. He looks no. like an old time barber. Yeah, right. Two, there's UFOs. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I just, I'm so, I just want to know, though. Yeah, me you know, too. I'm. Well, I'd love to. I, I'd like to see one, but I, I would be scared too. For obviously, like basic. I'm, I'm such a basic B. I'm just like, but I'd be scared. <laughs> Thanks, Pete. Thank you so much. Uh, anything you can't explain happened to you. Meaning, I just had a, an Akashic reading, which is is sort of like a. I'm only saying this, it's not a psyche, but it's sort of like it's like, And she was nailing my life, like saying things that, that nobody knows, that I don't talk about on the podcast, mm-hmm. don't post about, stuff that like, I, I shared this recently because it was after the fact. Never had a writing partner. I'm writing something with a partner right now. She knew that. She knew that he's a huge baseball fan. He's a huge Dodger fan. He's always throwing a baseball when we're writing. I'm like, this is crazy. And by the way, just because I enjoy snoping it out, it's not like she knew for months that we were going to have the reading and she like hacked Zoom and watched it. Yeah. I mean, like maybe, uh, but that's off the table because it was like a very quick, like, let's do it, meet, bam, nailed it. Anything like that or anything that you just can't explain ever happened. Yeah, so life. I I have not, I actually want to do, like Link and I were talking about doing something um, with a medium um Maybe next year that would be you know a little bit funny, but also like legitimately like trying to connect with something. That's fun. Um, just because I I've done some reading about that, and essentially you know the the conclusion I've come to is that there's just some things that they can't 
quite explain like there's too many experiences that people people what i've always believed is oh this is just people's minds playing tricks on them yeah and there's still a big part of me that thinks that that might be true because i haven't experienced anything directly that i can't explain but i'm also like i don't know there's got to be something going on Mm. the one thing that happened uh my wife and i were in were in bed sleeping and both having a dream uh and in I told this. I told. I won't remember all the details. Thankfully, this is captured on the internet somewhere. But we were essentially both having a dream, and in my dream, which I do remember, is that it was an elevator door that opened up, and there was a little blonde girl standing there, and you know, just like a scary little blonde girl, like they typically are in horror movies. Yeah, in an elevator. Yeah, get out of here. And I woke up. She wakes up at the same time. She tells me her dream, and there was a little blonde girl in her dream that had woken her up at the same time. Whoa. That's a spicy chicken sandwich. So here's here's what I'm going gonna, on there. When you say playing with your mind, we're not going to get into this. We're wrapping up. We're landing the plane. You know, it's okay. The stewardesses are sitting down or stewards. They're sitting down. Uh, you know, they're in their jump seats. We're almost on the ground. We're almost done. <laughs> yeah. You're almost out of here. You cannot use the bathroom at this point. You're going to go catch a fish with your bare hands or whatever right. it is. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> you can't use the bathroom. Sorry to hear your <laughs> Um But... Mind playing tricks on her, you and your wife having this co-experience, my experience with the psychic, uh, Akashic Reader. All of this, one little comment, we don't know what our minds are. I think it's so funny that we all just go like, it's just your mind playing tricks on you. It's just a coincidence. When the mechanism with which we're noticing coincidence coincidence is a mystery to ourselves. Right. Like, Joan of Arc... When they were killing her, they said, you speak to God in your mind. And she said, how else would I talk to him? That to me, I know that's maybe intense, but I'm like, no, she's absolutely right. Well, uh, Where else would you yes. meet awareness but in awareness? And also, if that is the case, if we all are sharing one consciousness, that the implications of that explain a lot of what you're talking about. Well, do you know about, I think it might be called the, essentially, if it's not this, it's something that sounds just like it, like the... The Association of People Who Hear Voices or something like that. Do you know yeah. about this? Have you heard about this? Earwolf. <laughs> <laughs> it's a group of people who are not clinically insane. Yes, right. They haven't yep. They're not saying they voices. feel yeah. And I I was I can't remember what book it was, but the guy was talking about Joan of Arc and then you saying that there's more and more people recognizing that there there are people who yeah, exactly. The the idea of maybe the mind, maybe this is part of you know. We, this is mind. We both know uh, science, Mike, and the way that he talks about the. Um, he's like, if there's, he's well, he's much more articulate than I am, but if there's something that is supernatural, well, that's probably just natural, right? That's probably an element of. Right our existence that we don't yet understand. And yeah. that would include things like ghosts, UFOs, hearing voices. Like if yeah. those things are legitimate and it isn't, it isn't just something that's completely isolated in the mind. Yeah. Well, it's still something that is in the mind. The mind is perceiving. That's right. Your own voice. The fact that your own voice is normal to hear is insane to me. Yeah. Like that. We're all not just like wondering about that. Like, if I hear Pete's voice or my own thought feeling and I'm like, I hear that, 
Got it. Where do your thoughts come from and where do they recede into is a really good question to ask yourself before you have a nice sit or, or smoke yeah. a J. Mm-hmm. Because it, it's really worth looking at and it's the, it's the foundation upon which everything is built and no one's really, to my satisfaction, talking about it, except all the people that I found, Rupert Spire, Eckhart Tolle. These, these, this is why the draw towards spirit is, is like, that's the biggest question. I'm currently working my way through A Course in Miracles. I love I love it. And it was channeled. It was channeled by a voice that identified itself as Jesus. It's really interesting. And right. I'm looking into the story. It, it was like a non-spiritual atheist person that was a professor at Columbia, I believe, and just started writing down what this voice was saying. And by the way, this is a whole genre of books. Uh, Hicks. Hmm. There's like Abraham Hicks. There's the Seth books. What is going on here? Like, Yeah, are we just going to just dismiss it? entirely and just be like this is nonsense i'm telling you it's the first channeled book i've read of course in miracles and i'm like this is uh fiercely consistent and very i would say like sharp incredibly diamond like meaning if if someone wrote this quickly if it's true sure you could say well then it's not true okay fine i mean let's that's that's yeah that is in the realm of things that could happen but when you read it you're like if it did happen the way they said it happened uh, this is crazy. If this if this <laughs> yeah. just this just poured out of someone, like we should pay attention, and people do pay attention. Yeah, to and different. and to not have to. Um, one of the best parts about no longer uh, thinking the way I used to think is not having to um, dismiss it outright. Dismiss it outright, or immediately file it away into a pre-existing file cabinet called Satan. <laughs> <laughs> right, dude. The funniest thing about the Course in Miracles is it's like I know, I know. You're going to dismiss that. Like it, it addresses the kind of programming that we have. And we do. Even you're talking about like you and Link maybe getting a medium. You and I are from a place where we're like, watch, watch out. Watch oh, out. yeah, yeah. It was all, again, it's another sort of fear base. Like you can't, if you don't write on the void, if you don't fill that void with all of these writings, if you erase those writings, something else is going to swoop in and write something bad on it like something something dangerous something that's going to kill you You're right it's and that's a that's a weird it's a not spacious place to no be. it's not yeah. yeah um all right let me see if i'm forgetting any questions parenthood who cares that was a joke uh you were in a beauty pageant that was unqualified is that true <laughs> when you were little um i was in mr harnett central what is it mr harnett central it was the men's pageant that featured juniors and seniors at our high school. Both me me and Link were both in it. (laughs) By the way, I pictured juniors in high school and the elderly community. (laughs) For some reason, that's how my mind took it. I was like, really? Neither of us won. Neither of us won. Interesting. Well, who's laughing now? Who's laughing now? I think I got it all, man. I mean, just to make you feel appreciated, I wrote down, built a house at 16, bed wetter, nosebleeds, beauty pageants, your mom, Slovakia, you used to get up and read YouTube comments, you're obsessed all, with apocalypse, all true. prep, hot yoga, juicing, horror, no- horror novels, ultralights, <laughs> what are ultralights? The little um, little planes. I, I'm not, I'm a, I was obsessed with them, what is and I've never be, even been in one. It's like the little uh, 
Drones? Little trikes. No, there's a person in it, but there's like a fan behind you, basically. Oh, ultralights. Yeah. Light as in light, not as in bright. Yes. I gotcha. Yeah. But I feel completely satisfied. We don't have to do any... Tune into Good Mythical Morning if you want to hear more about these things. Yeah, I'm sure I'll get into it. Either have or will. You have. I think that's that's why it was readily available. But we talked about stuff we've never talked about. Right. And that was great. So thanks so much, man. The album is called... You said it's sexy. Human Overboard. I knew it was. From James... James and the Shame. I'm using, I'm not using, if you search Rep you can McLaughlin, type in you'll find overboard. it, but Human Overboard, James and the Shame. Yep. And it's fantastic. And here's the last question. Can you, I'm sure you have lots, which is a great life, but can you tell me a time in your life when you laughed really, 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 really hard? Like you cried laughing. Here's a few prompts because everybody, you might freeze up. First of all, going to take you right off the hook. doesn't have to be a great story. How old are you? Maybe you're a kid. Maybe someone farted. Maybe someone fell down. Um, I will say, this isn't nice. I don't tend to like if it's a movie, if people are just like Ace Ventura, just to nudge you away from that. I'd rather someone poop their pants or something like that. You know what I'm saying? So uh, anything come to mind? Uh, Yeah, it's, you know, I'm trying to think of a specific moment from... So Link and I make each other laugh legitimately all the time, right? I know, yeah. That's why I knew it would be hard. But we were talking about some of the times that we remember that being, uh, becoming a part of our friendship. And we had a friend, uh, Ben was his name, growing up together. And the three of us would just, you know the... you know the stuff that middle school boys laugh at that yeah, does it. Yeah, farts. That it, well, and and even beyond that, I can't remember any. I'm, I'm, this isn't going to be satisfying, but I think about the because I don't remember a, a specific joke that Ben told or something that he would say. But we sort of codified this laughing to the point where you're laughing at the fact that you're laughing. No one has ever said this in their answer. But the category of laughing and then you're laughing because you're laughing, we need a word for that because that well, just made so me happy remember. We just caught, Link and I just caught it a laugh attack, right? Laugh attack. And so there's been a few, you know, this doesn't, this doesn't happen often. We'll laugh at each other. But we, when, in middle school, we would laugh at each other. You would forget what you were laughing at and you would see the other guy laughing and you would laugh. Just keep laughing. And it was until it hurt. Yeah. This is like laugh yoga. Yes. That's a good myth. Yes. You got to do some laugh yoga. And, and there's the laughing churches too, where laughing they do this. Church. Do you know about those? It's probably the same thing, right? You just induce a fit of Holy Spirit laughing. Yes. Yes. And yeah. it just is just insane. Um, I bet it feels great. So I would say that th- those are the most memorable times is the laughing at the yeah. laughter itself. Beautiful. That took me back. It really did to like junior high. It also made me think of one. I remember we still say this, my friend Thomas and Ern and our friend Dan Shaw. we were having a, we used to put sleeping bags over our heads and, and fight. Fight is generous. Like that sounds like we were like the boondock saints. We weren't that. We we're just little boys. But we'd put to be blind in his basement, Thomas' basement. And I remember for some reason, Dan Shaw, his uh, move was he'd plant his hands on the ground and do a, like a, a kick, like a, like you know, what a weird move. Yeah. And I, I said, 
what is this mule kick? <laughs> yeah, I was going to say donkey kick. That's what I would yeah, call it. Yeah, donkey kick. But I said mule kick. And if I called uh, Tom or Ern and said, what is this? Or something. They'd say mule kick. <laughs> what is this mule kick? And I think that was one of the times we laughed and then laughed because we were laughing. Also, you got to be different in every way, Dan. You were smarter than all of us. He was a very, he was like a, like a little grown up. Right. And he was like, I know how to beat these fools. Hey, <laughs> with and, a that, mule and kick. that's how, that's how Ben was. Was he? We, we, we always talk about that before the internet. There were this smart kid friends had and all stupid this, friends. He had all this information. <laughs> It's like, where do you get information? Yeah. The library? Yeah. I'm telling you, as soon as as soon as they Ben and Jerry's information with pornography, we all got smarter. Yeah, right. Yes. Knowing things just doesn't, it's not impressive anymore. No. Nope. You know? It's meaningless. <laughs> 16 ounces <laughs> right. is a pound of cheese. Mm-hmm. Well, Rhett, thank you. What a delight for me. The different, you were hilarious and wonderful last time, but to see you just be um, solid. It's nice oh, and thanks, open. Thanks for having it. me. In this way and being able to talk about it. Yeah. I appreciate you creating a, a love seat for us. Of course. Yeah, we make it a love seat. Uh, and I and we'll talk again in a year when you're when you're just talking about everything. <laughs> okay. Uh, would you say keep it crispy? It's how we end. Keep it crispy. That was the briefest explanation. <laughs> Usually takes me ten minutes. Thanks, man.